Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to read one scripture and then we'll have our seat. So, in the spirit of Christmas, I was thinking about what to preach today. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to preach from Isaiah chapter 9, from the verse number 7. Now, I drink, sir, church will be free. Isaiah 9, verse 1 to 7. Let me actually start from the verse number 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it. Now, if the Bible is yours, this is the phrase that I want us to look at. With judgment and justice from this time forward, even forever. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 9 and 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 9 and 6. So let's just read that and then, no, in the, if, if you have the tree Bible, if not, we'll just jump. Now, wa akukwa amaye, wa maye oba beni. Na na hene beda na metriso na wafrenu din se ufutufu wa wanweni unyankupong watufu da eja asunje hine. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So that's what I was hoping, and I wanted to actually talk about the last word, the Prince of Peace. But then, by God's grace, Reverend Selassie has caused us to pray about that already. Amen. 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 Put your hands together and celebrate the Lord. In the month of December, our theme is righteousness, peace, and joy with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So, I wanted to talk about the peace. Amen. So, we'll read one more scripture because I changed my mind. And we are going to talk about righteousness today. Amen. 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 So, we'll read one scripture and then we'll jump. And we'll go on. Psalm 89, the verse number 14. Psalm 89, the verse number 14. Ni na wongwa nyansasuo. Inji nasuo. Inji nasuo. Adoye ni nukre jina nenim. Amen. It says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Mercy and what? Truth. They go before his face. Tinenene den. Amen. What his throne sits upon is what? Righteousness and what? Justice. Justice. And then what proceeds from the throne of God is what? 
Adoye ni nokre Put your hands together and have your seat in Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the last couple of days, we've been talking about thanksgiving and joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Na emreche mu December imuno yakasa afa enasi eni enijeho. And if you remember. A couple of days ago, in this church, we talked about um, encounters. But then, on our Renew Mind services, we've been talking about joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, one of the things that got me to talk about righteousness was a comment that Apostle made last week Friday. How many people were in church last week Friday? Right? Now, one of the things that Apostle said is that when we talk about unrighteousness, it does not just mean that you have done something wrong. How many people remember that? Are you with me? So when we think about righteousness, many of us in the church are thinking about drinking, smoking, fornication, all of those things. So for say, all and Hallelujah. And one of the things he said is that many of us are not happy with God. So our hearts are bitter. And that is a form of what? Unrighteousness. Amen. So today I want us to delve into the basics of righteousness. And look at that with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why we started that when God, when you realize that God is king, the Bible says that the foundation of the throne, where God sits to operate as king, the two legs of the chair that God sits on. One is called righteousness. One is called justice. Hallelujah. So the question you must ask yourself is, what is Righteousness. The core scripture for the theme for the month is in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. And the Bible says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is what the kingdom of God is. Now, Romans 14, verse 17. That's what the kingdom of God is. 
Amen. And we looked before that when you talk about joy, you cannot be thankful to God without joy. For you to say thank you to God, you must first be satisfied that God has done something for you. Amen. That's number one. Number two, you must be excited if you are joyful. And we also saw that we get joy because of the unchanging nature of God. I don't know how you say this. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the unchanging natures of God is that God is a righteous God. So you must have joy that God is righteous. Hallelujah. Do you understand me so far? If you understand me, give me a wave. Amen. Beautiful. The tree is working. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So, one of the unchanging natures of God is that God is a righteous God. And you must have joy in that fact. Now, look at something. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 419, verse 2. Psalm 149, verse 2. Look what the Bible says. I'll read the English. Then you can find the tree for me. It says, let Israel rejoice in her maker. Right? So it's not just that you have joy, that God has done something for you. You can have joy in someone. Oh, are you with me? Yes, are you with me? When you find a new girl, you, most of the time we have some kind of happiness. Oh, maybe let the, let's, do, let's do the tree. Let's do the tree. So I understand me. Now, Charles and my auntie are saying, "Ewo, enyum, Psalm one forty nine. It's me and you say, 'My Israel, any ni niye fomo. Now, so for my auntie are saying, 'Se, ni bibi a wenya keke, ena ma weni jenansu weni to me ji obimu.' Amen. Enti se unto me nyia oba fufro ananya medrumo yere fufro ana bibi ya unto me se weni to me ji ni panu." Amen. And the second line says, let the children of Zion be, if the Bible is yours, underline the word, joyful in their what? King. Be what? Joyful. Someone say joyful. Joyful. Someone say joyful. Joyful. Joyful in their what? In their king. Now, trust me to ask my I say, my Zion, my Zion, my Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so we've seen the word king again, right? When we talk about a kingdom, one of the most important people in a kingdom is a king. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Angela's sister, do you know that? Okay. In a democracy, you are the most important person. Are you with me? 
in this kebima kebima min kebi kebima the tree is flowing in my mind, but I can't come out from my mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. But don't worry, it will flow. Hallelujah. So, when we talk about a king in the kingdom, one of the main jobs of a king, not a president, one of the main jobs of a king, not a prime minister, one of the main jobs of a king, not a head of state, is that a king must decide matters. Hallelujah. Now, now the, the, the meaning of to decide matters means is the word to judge. Hallelujah. Right? So, say, I get to me. So, if you go to a law court, right, issues are brought to the law court. In a democracy, in a law court, is the judge that makes a decision. But in a kingdom, the king is also judge. Are you with me so far? Yes, sir. Are with me so far? Yes, sir. If you can. Now, so for us, say, what can mommy and Kebby are memorable? Oh, somewhere. Odo ko be bia edi asem na nipe bia oyetembo afo no edi asem na mawo but ahenie mu no ohenu esayetembo afo nti ohenu enedi asem and and deciding a matter you see when i say judgment or judge we are thinking about someone who has come to court and then they said he has stolen a goat so he is going to prison for 3 years Someone who has stolen 10 million from a company. So he's going to prison for 20 years. That's what you're thinking, right? That's uh, what you're thinking. Correct? I don't know if you agree. But judgment can be in the most basic form. So if I decide what should be the as we've not paint, we've, no assuming we've not painted here. If you come to me and say that what should be the color of the paint we use here, the fact that I'm considering options and I'm going to make a decision, I'm judging. Now so for say at a what me and yama be bree ketsua any case here. Sebio a dying painting na se wabani webusa yen se. Color bay near Kayamfa paint and painty dine way ya. Obeji obia a drink. Nasa Najinch and a say onji bakwa a womwa, and also aye a summer wedi, and also aye a tembu bia. Yes. Why? It's a kind of judgment. If you say that, oh, this is where you are supposed to sit, and someone is sitting here, and then you come to me, oh, what should I do about it? That is judgment. Sure. Judgment doesn't only deal with offense. Are you with me so far? It's about deciding a matter. Now, opesi eti asi ese se bi obiti akonya suwaha na oba ne hosu enyaho na osi enkani panetina na nsuni pano ababetina ho 
anonsu ye atembo opese ye tie ase se atembo no nye se bibi boni esi na mmum nye amemu nyina no wo se abase e wo se osijina e no e atembo now I, I want you to repeat the last one to sijina means more to make a decision right yeah. and say it again no i will say that word and uh, give me the literal translation because i want to use it Say that one, that word again. The last word he said. So for basically, I say, 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 assemble your heart. I say you born, and I see Jnae. Ah, any assemble any born, no. And also, now we need for and also be the best, no. And also, any attempt. Beautiful. So to see Jnae means that to like bring it to a stop, or what? What? What that would be? No, to make a reference. More like to. To what? Make to a make decision. a decision. Uh huh. So when you make a decision, you bring something to a stop. You, you tell everybody, okay, this is it. I would mean. Now, in order to make a judgment, one of the key things that you need is a point of reference. If you're writing notes, I hope you're writing notes. Oh. I hope you're writing notes. To make a judgment, one of the key things is what? A point of reference. That, that's why I wanted you to say that word again, but you flow. Now, Yes, so exactly. exactly. In the law court, the main thing that we use is the constitution or the laws of the land. Do you agree with me? Hi with me. So if you can say that we'll flow. Yeah, court if you are a dimwa semwa. Wagana hanatim wafu no eshe or mino emra. No mudibua sem. Hallelujah. And for every judgment to happen, you must have a point of reference. So when a king is also making judgment, he must have a point of reference. Whether it is written law or oral law, laws that are just spoken. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So if you make a decision based on the point of reference, which is the constitution or the law, you the judge, you are a righteous judge. Hallelujah. Let me give an example. The BEC students and the WASI students recently wrote their exams, right? And they have to give their assignment or their work for examiners to mark their work. Those examiners, at that point in time, deciding what score they should give, they are judges. Hallelujah. Now, the judges, they are not just saying that, oh, I like this person's name. Oh, this person's name looks like my ex, so that one, there's zero. They are looking at the scripts and then marking it against the what? Marking scheme. That marking scheme is a point of reference. Put your hands together and celebrate the Lord. Now, you saw from Mount Fatuho. Then Fatuho want to say, I'm more moody kind, I got thrown, so friend and say, yeah, I'm more moody, school, I had to talk more near me, yeah, you know. I'm much thrown, so friend. Now, so friend, I'm much thrown, you know. Nipa and it's not say no, I can say Nipa we in your say and now on your say into between your school and has it on to me to us so 
na omo fa omo pekeke ena entro se wunya 20 ana wunya 100 ana wana na e ana bi se bibi nanso ye wo se bi o adia no matro no ehun hiseye e wo honom na e chere se nipa ne twa no e wo ho nti obi nfa ne pe nka se me pe ase me si din ni din se me ba din nti ono no me ma na kon anim na chese wa pase no and I say we're feeling now. We're so dear, Mitchie. Sadie, we obey me. I did be a nanny dean ye. Yes, I'm penny panace. Muntino. Now, mamma, just am own cha. Amen. Yen, yen, sir. Ain't see a non so air to send ya, ubu attaino. Hallelujah. Amen. So you realize that in even if I don't like the person's scripts, I don't like the student. So far as the person has written something that tallies with the marking scheme, I must mark correctly. Right? Assuming that, let's say that I don't like this person's handwriting, but the person wrote and gave me the correct answers, I can decide to mark the person down. But that means that in the marking scheme, there must be a point for clarity of writing. I can't just say at one point in time, oh, I don't like cursive writing. I don't like person writing in capital letters. I don't like persons using green pen to write, and I'm deducting. It must be in the marking scheme. Are you with me? Add me. Should I continue? And so for say, say a marquee will be paper and social no more. No, yeah, the whole ink it a hono or say Nippana or Shesadiano. On to me, Cassette Nippan and Troy and Yamifet. Ain't you know? Me, my name calling him Nanka Metsy Nis Mark now when you're not so now. I was a baby, and Rebu was a Otron. I am a nefer, yet be free mo, and Sana obeyed me at your free mo. In the air come, Rasama, unto me in Fawope, and Yenia Ope. Hallelujah. I was a Udi and Ranaso. I like that. I like that. Exhuming that you are in a football match. How many people watch football here? Me, I don't, but how many people watch? Nipahina, Esher football. Or what other sports do you watch? I know that guy likes Formula One racing. I don't even understand why. <laughs> I don't understand why, but he likes Formula One. Is it Formula One? Yes. May the Lord have mercy upon you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, football is a sport. Are you with me? A sport is any activity that is governed by rules. So for a sport to exist, you need a referee. That referee in that game, he's a judge and he makes decisions. Are you with me so far? If you pick boxing, boxing, when you take boxing outside of a ring, it's called fighting. Right? If you are not fighting in a ring, it's, it does fight. But if you bring people who are fighting inside a box and you say, okay, these are the rules for boxing, don't use your leg, then that is a sport. If you use your leg in boxing, you are unrighteous. Are you with me? However, if you go to Taekwondo as a sport and you use your knee, your elbow, you are righteous because that is the reference for that sport. I don't know if you are with me. Put your hands together and celebrate the Lord. I don't know how you translate. Hallelujah. Now, Patrick said, I heard the TV sworn in your mind. Emra. Edaho. Say a football, Emra Ewa Hum. Inti Uko footballer, ye see em fire and sa em mobile, ye de nine and ebo. Into enu 
eh emra eda ho e ba say e to ye nsa ye friend e boxing no nipa me nu jina bonting na omo oku a eno emra bia na ho into bia to me bo bia so mo bi to me bi de ne nan e bo bi e ye ni ope na onya be drew agrona emra wo ho na ene ye se ye de nsa ene bonting unto me nfa bi before emmo obi e wo sa agronim hallelujah so anytime right now this is the definition of righteousness anytime you are in the same level right anytime you are in alignment anytime you are equal to the standard then you are righteous now so for setini asitreni emrebia oni emrano Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are above, assuming this is the standard, if I go above it, I'm not righteous. If I go below it, I'm not righteous. If I go sideways, I'm not righteous. If I go whatever, I'm not righteous. You must be pepe pepe with the emra for you to be tinene. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It Let me give you another example. Oh, I've translated that one. Let me give another example. <laughs> Let me give. How many people? How many people have been in the car that the alignment of the car is off before? Why in a See, if your car is out of alignment, right? Maybe your car is always turning right, right? In the day or in the moment you need to turn right. It seems as if autopilot has taken over. So you can actually leave the steering wheel, right? And your car would automatically turn. Someone say, hey, you have AI in your car. But your car is out of alignment. At that point in time, it seems like a good thing. But your car is unrighteous. I with me so far. What it means is that when you need to turn left, you need to put in more effort to compensate the natural tilt. I don't know how you translate this, but we don't have got it. If, 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 if you got it, I'll just flew, right? So I'll just finish. <laughs> but you flew, uh, just summarize. Uh, now, so far, see, say, you take care of me. Now, you know, you said that, and why I could be a pen. And no, I had to enter. Exactly. So, I said, you know, exactly. Now, I was said, I Exactly. Amen. Amen. Right? So even with driving, you must be righteous. So that if you leave the steering wheel on a straight road, your car should just be going straight. That is what righteousness is. So the Bible said, God said to Abraham, he said, walk before me and be what? Blameless. In other words, walk before me and be righteous. So far as you are walking with me on a straight road, you are not making your own decision to go to the left. You are not making your own decision to go to the right. Then you are righteous, blameless before God. so Amen. 
Eche ye senya, me kache Abraham, se o nanti nenim. Ewa kwanya etne suo. Inti nyami, ba se unnam, kwanya etne suo nyami eni mwa. Unko benkum enko nifa. Enfa wope enye adia wope. Amen. 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 So righteousness is what? To be pepepe with what? Demra. Demra. The law. Righteousness is what? Righteousness means what? To be prepared with the law. Righteousness is what? To be prepared with the law. You see, this is different from sin or holiness. Are you getting me so far? I don't think I want to jump into the difference between righteousness and holiness yet. But you can not be sinning, right, according to our definition of sin, and you are still unrighteous. I've been so far. In a subtle form, unrighteousness means disobedience. So you are still sinning. But looking at the general definition of what we know, the examples of sin, you might not be sinning, but you might be still unrighteous. So for Ebi ana wonye boni senia ye ni mboni se eye no nanso senia ye si aka ni atini ye no na unye tini ni ni esanse oni emra no enye pe hallelujah and so you realize that if righteousness means to be pepepe with the law it means that when you are going above the law down left or right Something must be able to tell you that you've deviated. And then you can correct. Are you with me so far? That's why the Bible says in Psalm 23, He leads me in the path of what? Righteousness. So without the leadership of God, you cannot know that you are deviating. Without the guidance of God, you will not know that you are turning to the left. Without the guidance of God. If you don't pay attention to a car that is out of alignment, you might think you have assisted AI control, co-pilot. Meanwhile, you are going off. So you need something outside of yourself to tell you that this is the path and you have deviated. And I would do kind of watch out, sir. A coin now on Amsono, and yet no sooner was set offer. Well, I hear any mono, young coupon, and I would do a kind. In or no, no to me chair and set a quire and Amsono, etony, and I said, Antony. Amen. Hallelujah. How many? Let me give two examples. One is very, very technical, and then I'll give a basic one. How many people know what is called a gyroscope? I know that they will raise his hand first. Okay, so let's forget that one. So that's why I said it's technical, so I don't use that. How many people have ridden a bicycle before? You so have ridden a bicycle. Not that you know a bicycle, though. You have ridden a bicycle before. I see what I walk a bicycle, that no one wants us. Okay, how many people have seen someone riding a bicycle before? Why in there who will be a walk a bicycle, that no one wants us? Let me ask you a question Can you be on a bicycle? And be upright without moving. Ose ubeti miyejina bicycle swa ujina huwa unu na 
you are so bicycle right. yes it's not moving now ujinasu oh how many they say people who said they are riding a bicycle raise your hand let me ask you oh can you without when you whenever you whenever a bicycle has stopped a bicycle not a motorbike even motorbikes is the same thing but a bicycle when you park a bicycle right and you use the thing to chuck it it will, it will be slanted if you sit on the bicycle and you make it straight and you put your legs on the pedal will it be straight the only way to keep a bicycle upright is for you to move do you understand that and when you are moving how do you move? you want to go straight how do you usually make a bicycle go straight small left small right small left small right and you are paddling do you know that Oh, I don't know if you are with me. I don't know if you are with, with me. I don't you, know if you are with you. me. <laughs> hey, so if I gave you the Jericho example, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving bicycle example. Bicycle example. Hallelujah. Say, who through bicycle? Not a person who ride here. <laughs> Hallelujah. In order to go forward in a straight line, there must be micro adjustments. So you do small right, small left. If you decide to stop the bicycle without moving or without making turns with the steering, you, will, you fall down. Do you know that? Or do you know that? Yes, yes or no? we know that. Beautiful. So can I continue? So that's what I'm talking about, righteousness. Right? For, remember what I said, though? God told Abraham, walk before me and be righteous and be blameless. It means that in order to be upright like a bicycle, you must be making some kind of motion but the most important thing is that you must know and make slight adjustments. Slight adjustments. That's where the Holy Spirit comes to. I don't know if you are with me. Are you with me? Okay, please translate, then I go on to the next point. In the software, say, Sasenia, or take bicycle, so I will call anymore. I was a Uchimko Ben Kumkakara, now calling you for a can wait to me, I call anymore. Sana Tinnate. Na a hona hum crong crong a jumano, a free eba. If you say wa wo corno, unto me and shese a dear way and it's nini to crong crong a boao, and masse woo coben cumini fa waiting me as I abba, fire at so. Exactly. So that is the work of the Spirit of God when it comes to righteousness. See, you as, as, as we are here, right? Someone can come to church, right? And then maybe you are flowing like that. And you go home and go so that ah, today you talk too much in church. Talking in church is a sin. Technically, no. But then God will tell that, oh, at this point in time, keep quiet. God will tell that, oh, today the way you were, um, I don't know, dancing. You, you, were, you were dancing to worship song, but in your mind, you were singing Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I don't know if you are with me. So you are giving Al-Qaeda dance moves to and it's not wrong because nobody knows that you were singing Al-Qaeda in your mind. But God says that, oh, there's something wrong. So you've tilted small. The Holy Spirit will prompt you and say, no, there's something wrong. In the eyes of everyone, you have not sinned. But for the job of righteousness to take place, there must always be micro-adjustment by the Spirit of God. So for say, but 
and no no be and who to be an himself about so I dare away no. It's no one, Yanko pointing. Now, so come to me, and my true adrenaline, a basso say, Yea, bana ye in a mere now, who ye be before ever were a dream. Ain't he crum crum, and who here pa if we say, or no, no bet, chin a dream about be senior at Tennis or senior Yanko pong, a can. Hallelujah. Do you understand me so far? Give me a wave. Amen. Amen. So, I've established what righteousness is. Righteousness is what? The pepe pepe towards the mra. That's what it is. Pepe pepe. And in order to be pepe pepe, it doesn't mean that you are fixed. You are not moving. So, some people say that, oh, okay, so I don't want to sin, so I'll not go to school. They just lock themselves in the in the door in the in the, in the house. Oh, how many people when you give when you give your life to Christ, like you didn't want to go for class? Oh, yeah, know it be the church. You guys didn't fit. Oh wait, let me ask. How many people have given their lives to Christ? <laughs> let me backtrack. <laughs> right, like you are excited with the your your baptism when you were speaking in tongues, like now. Like there were some people, remember, then you delete all the bad songs from your, from your phone. And then like, okay, when you are walking somewhere and they are playing boom, boom, then you block your ear. You know, that's the kind of life. But that's what I'm saying. Righteousness doesn't mean that you are not moving, no. You are moving, walking before God. And the Spirit of God is causing you to make micro what? Adjustments. Are you with me so far? Clap your hands and celebrate the Lord. Na so for say training in church and unintin unko abesha dem no atu upunumu if we say wa dwenya o say upia obeya bonne obekwa kwa kan bibi obedi esubi edi amankofo aka say unye training ni ni all can say training no ni no ene say utu anamo anya mi say utu yes na mum hum konkon eboa o e ma say bibi e tochima Amen. So you've always heard about and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How many people have heard of that before? That scripture. Mm-hmm. Or that we receive righteousness as a gift from God. Hallelujah. Now, my question to you is that why must righteousness for you, for you, for me, be a gift? So for say, Hallelujah. How many people when we were younger played with Alikutu? So for see The English word is a top. Top. You spin it and then it stands. That's basically a gyroscope. When I was mm-hmm. Yes. You, you need big pen, the cover. And you need tiger head battery, the big ones. At least two. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then you just spin on the on its own, the top or the lukoto would be, would be sideways, right? It would be off. But when it begins to move, then it begins to make micro adjustments for it to stand right 
Tinini. Tinini is the pepepe to the emra. You need some kind of what? Motion. And that's why I say that, that's why I give the example that you cannot say that you are born again. So you go and live like John the Baptist. Right? In the bush. You must be around people. So if you're around people, are you always going to meet people who are born again? No. But then the Spirit of God allows you to make what? Micro adjustments. Now, so for say, yes, say, yes, 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 Ain't no on cassette? Oh, yeah, Nyame ba, and you will be in cassette. And I saw Betum Pum and Abercocoshe Bebia, Unquautia say, so say yes to Beba and yes, I know. Name Momoni Pabinan Kitahundi, Nanipana, only Mobinan Kitahundi and Wokromono, and I'm Nani Yamiana, or see Debbie, I'm Nani Yame. In the air, there who better chimaka cry. Nan so no. And I say, quiet at Tinina was here first. So no, and they say, any nipana began Kitahundi, Nansu, Yanko Pong, whom Concrono, Ebe Boy, and said, Bibi and Koya, what's near? Hallelujah. So, I, I, the first, what I was trying to answer by that Lugotu example is that why is righteousness a gift? That's what I'm trying to answer. I mean, so far, ask your neighbor, why is righteousness a gift? Now, so for senior, auntie, or the alicotum fatum one by any say, Yes, see, Tiniano, a chedi free yanko ponho. Now, oh, be so say, A daintina. So be a tininino, a year a chedi a free yanko ponhoana. And on a now or sibusa on yon quarter one chain say, And ye be a daintina, Tininiano, a year. Amen. Now, righteousness as a gift is only possible in the New Testament. So for say, whom conquer in Tinia, a year at Chediano, a palm for Frono, and a woman. So let me explain. For a bicycle and a local to a top. To be able to stand on its own. Like I said, it needs to balance. And for all the examples I gave, the only way to balance is to be in motion. Right? It doesn't mean that for all kinds of systems or all kinds of objects, the only way to maintain balance is to move. That's not what I'm saying. Right? But I'm talking about righteousness, giving some examples. I don't know if... Maybe let me move and then we'll... I'll let you summarize so I can finish. Right. Yeah. So let me, let me just. Yes. Yes. So I can I can just finish this. Right. Now, have you ever seen a mason putting up a wall before? Right. What do they have? They have a spirit level. Right. What do they use that for? It's also to check alignment so that the wall is not slanted. So. Not everything that needs to be aligned or straight needs to be in motion. Are you with me so far? However, if there is an entity or an object 
that can be upright by itself, most of the time, they need to be in motion. Are you with me? So an example is a bicycle. So if you take a bicycle and a human being on a bicycle, the two of them become a system. For that system to be upright, there must be some kind of motion. I admit so far. If you take a top or an alukoto, right, without motion, it will not be upright. I admit so far. Now, the question I'm asking yourself is, why did God decide to give righteousness to man as a gift? Because when you take man as a system, man cannot adjust himself alone. So the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 10, the verse number 23, it says that I know, O Lord, that it is not in man to what? Direct or order his steps. Add me so far. So if you take a human being, outside, if you just take the human being alone, the human being cannot be upright. It can, you cannot be upright. And you have seen that, okay, so God gave righteousness as a gift in the new dispensation. Why? Because God has tested man in the old dispensation that when I leave man alone, man cannot be upright. Just like when I leave a bicycle alone, a bicycle cannot stand on its own. So God needs to give righteousness to the law. He gave it to man as a gift that you just collected. You are righteous. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? Are you sure you are with me? We'll, ex- we'll, we'll see all of this in three soon. Are you with me? So righteousness is a gift because man cannot be self-calibrating, self-righteous, self-upright. Man cannot do it. Man cannot. If you can, you would have, but you cannot. It's not a matter of you will not. It's not a matter of, okay, I choose to be. No, you cannot. You don't have the ability. Jeremiah chapter 10, 23. For, oh Lord, I know it is not what in man. Is it verse 23? Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. I know. Can you read it for me again? I know the way of man is not in himself. It's not in himself to what? It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. It is not in man. The person that is trying a sir, who is within a path, he cannot also know that the path or the way is straight. No. You need someone outside of him. So when I come and tell you that what you are doing is slanted, God gives that mechanism to recognize that misalignment as righteousness to you. So he yeah. said, just take it. So you yourself, you can never be righteous. Abraham could not even be righteous. The Bible says that he believed God. When he believed God, he subjected everything down, making make a decision to God. And God called him righteous. So you cannot tell me that, oh, in the Old Testament, Abraham, no, God called him righteous because Abraham alone cannot walk a straight path. Are you with me this morning? Yes, sir. Are you sure you are with me? Yes, sir. Are you sure with me? I'm, 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 we are supposed to talk about righteousness and thanksgiving. I'm starting from righteousness. Do you understand where I've come from so far? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, someone say amen. 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 
Amen. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you understand me? Say yes, please. Yes, please. If you don't understand me, say no, please. Okay. Say yes, please. We understand you. Amen. So should I continue? Yes, sir. Should I continue? So for any system to be righteous, I said that you must have the way of knowing. The phrase I'm using is that you must be self-calibrating. Let me give you an example. How many people have seen, I know I'm using, it's not a big word, but how many people have seen someone riding a bicycle like a unicycle before? Have you seen that before? If you go to a circus, right, a unicycle, you know what a unicycle is? It's a bicycle with only one tire. How many people have seen people riding that before? Okay, on TV or YouTube. Uh-huh. How do they keep themselves balanced? In order to be straight, they must be what? Moving. And in fact, for them, their whole body must be moving with what they are sitting on. Because if there is a miscommunication between what they are doing, their body, and what they are sitting on, they will fall down. Are you with me so far? So that entire system must be able to calibrate itself. You must know that, oh, I'm falling. Then move forward. If we we're talking about robotics, and I would have given some, but this is basically this, the concept of robots that can stand and drive by themselves. Right? A big Tesla car, all he's doing is that I'm checking, am I deviating? Then, okay, move to the left. Am I going to move to the right? Move to the left. That's all he's doing. That's what I mean by self-calibration. Should I continue? Are you sure I should continue? Are you sure? And because you, because I, because man cannot be self-calibrating, God has to come in and say, this is the right path. Follow it. So God gives righteousness to you as a gift. That you will not be aligned to the law by your own effort because you cannot so he would assist you by the power of the Holy Ghost so that you become righteous. Should I continue down? Now I'm going to just talk about one more thing, then we'll be out of here. One more thing. So if God gives you righteousness as a gift, and we know that God is a righteous God, let me, let me start. Do you know that God is a righteous God? Right? Because I said that the foundation of his throne is what? And the Bible also says specifically that God is a righteous God. Right? One of the times when Paul was talking about forgiveness. Right? Or John. So God is a righteous God. So the question I want to ask you is, why is God a righteous God? Does God make a mistake? Hey, are you sure? No, free your heart too. Don't say no because you are feeling afraid. Don't, don't. Can God make a mistake? So then why are you angry with God? Oh, I'm not talking to the people here. Maybe the people online will listen. Sylvia, that, can God make a mistake? You're afraid. You're afraid. Man of God, can God make a mistake? Hey, are you sure? Are you sure? Ted Angela, can God make a mistake? Is it because you're afraid of God? You're not afraid of him. <laughs> Awesome. Hallelujah. God cannot make a mistake. So then why does God need to be a righteous God? And see, this is what I'm coming to. I said that in a kingdom, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, 
enjoy. In this month, we are adding thanksgiving. We talked about giving thanks because you are joyful. When we get some time, we'll talk about giving thanks because of peace. Today, I'm talking about giving thanks because of righteousness. And I've talked about how we got righteousness. But all of this, I said it ended by being righteousness for us, man. It is a gift from God. You cannot give what you don't have. So that means that God must inherently be righteous for God to give you the gift of righteousness. So what makes God a righteous God? Have you asked yourself that question before? See, when I say go to evangelism and go and tell someone good things about the kingdom, very basically or by default, we'll say that God is a good God. I mean so far. You meet people on the crusade ground who say that if God is a good God, why did my mother die? Why did my father die? Why did God didn't heal this person? So you are saying that God is a good God, but they are giving you evidence of wrong things that happened because they prayed to a good God and something wrong happened. How can you explain that to them? The answer you give them is that God is a good God, but God is also righteous. Oh, I don't think I get TV. Clap your hands and celebrate the Lord. Let me explain something to you. You see, right now, most of us, when we think about righteousness, we think about correct or right things. Right? See, when you are aligned to the law, you can do something that is seemingly wrong and you are still righteous. Because I said, technically, righteousness is slightly different from holiness and sin. Add me. Should I, should I explain? Right, let me explain. Let me explain. God is a righteous God. Say, God is a righteous God. And then ask your neighbor, neighbor, why is God a righteous God? Neighbor, God is a good God. Why is God a good God? And you tell me that God does good things. But righteousness doesn't mean you are doing good things. It means that you are in alignment to a standard. So if doing, let me be careful, doing something, quote-unquote, wrong, will bring you in alignment, that's the righteousness. Hi. You people are not with me in the church. I'm in the church. Angela, are you with me? Angela number two or Angela number one? Which one, which one is this? Number one, okay. I'm in the church. Righteousness doesn't mean doing good things. Righteousness doesn't mean what? Righteousness means doing the standard. If you take, if you go to court right now, right, and there's a judge sitting on the throne or the chair, and then they bring someone, oh, they caught this person. This person jumped the red light. So this person must go to one month in prison. And the judge was writing. When the judge lifted up his head, it was um, his 17-year-old son. As a parent, what would be the good thing to do? Crazy, man, yes, Abium. Kojo, don't do that again. That's a good thing. Are you with me? But in the law court, the judge must do righteously. Righteously means it's not a good thing. I checked the book. The book says that go to one month in prison. Crazy, Kojo, you are my son but go to one month in prison. That's all. Righteousness is not about good 
or wrong. It's about doing what the standard says. Put your hands together and celebrate them. Have I confused you? Oh, Aram's faces have confused the crowd. So maybe let me let me end. Maybe let me end. I with me. Someone say hallelujah. Okay. Now, righteousness, I said it's not about doing good or good, doing wrong. It's about doing what is written. Are you with me? Doing what is what? Written. So technically, righteousness is about obedience. Right? So why must God also show to us that he's a righteous God? See, let me tell you one thing. If you want to live in a country, right? If your country, the leader is an evil person, but righteous, be in that country, rather than being in a country where your leader is good, but not righteous. All right, me so far. If you want to choose a boyfriend or a girlfriend, choose one who is righteous than one who is romantic. Oh, oh you guys, you guys understand what I'm saying? Biny, do you understand what I'm saying? You are Biny, right? Is it Biny? You are Biny. What's, what's this one's name? Christian. Christian. Are you with me? Say hallelujah. Christian, I said, when you want to choose a girlfriend, right? <laughs> choose a righteous girlfriend and a romantic girlfriend. Say amen. If you want to, cho- if you want to work with a boss, right? Work with a boss who is righteous than with a boss who is happy or whatever, nice. Because a righteous person says that if you are due this, I will give to you. No matter what. No matter what. I would mean, and if I must chastise you in a particular way, I'll also do this. I will not go overboard. I would mean, if you're and, and that's how come people who get into relationship using the internet and social media, I, I have a big problem with them. Are with me so far? And if you, especially if you are choosing a beloved outside of church, school, you meet the person one time in town, like, and then you say, we well, want to marry the person. They must slap you first. I'm not saying... Love doesn't happen at first sight. I know you tell me that. But if you say that you want to marry a man who loves you, right? Take the man where in an environment where you are not there. Does the man also treat his sisters right? Does the man treat his mother right? Does the man treat the father right? Does the man treat the female colleagues in his office right? Does the man treat the ladies in the church correctly? That's a righteous man. It means that if he can do it for those guys, he would also probably do the same thing for you. Are you with me? You are choosing a lady. And then you, you, for you, you found the lady in church. Maybe the lady was a protocol person. So serves the man of God. So anytime you see the lady in church, she says, oh, daddy, please drink water. <laughs> oh, daddy, let me carry your Bible for you. Oh, daddy, let, let me polish your shoe for you. So that is where you saw the lady. Anytime you see the lady with your pastor, oh, daddy. 
Oh, daddy, let me hold your mic for you. Oh, daddy, let me clean the seat for you. And then you take the lady to their home, to their family house. He doesn't say, oh, daddy, to my father. To his, I mean, to her own father. When the elder brother calls, hey, um, a drama comes, says, oh, I, I don't say that in the mic. <laughs> Fa. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. That's, that's, un, that's an unrighteous lady. Because the person is double standard. I would mean, double standard. The person doesn't have one thing that is aligned to. I mean, so when the person is with you, the person will be in love. Oh, oh, my baby. Just as he's doing, oh, my, oh, daddy. Oh, let me feed you. Oh, oh let me clean. There's, there's tomato paste on your mouth. Let me clean for you. So you clean for you. And then you figure out, okay, when she's probably stressed, she also tell the husband, oh, fa. That's an unrighteous lady. Are with me so far? So, if you are supposed to choose this one, there's free advice. When you have three men, Sylvia, and you have to choose, Sylvia, I'm talking to you. Don't choose the one that is most romantic. Choose the one that is righteous. The person has a standard. Are with me? One, one man of God says, if you are going to choose a man to marry you, and the man doesn't have someone that you can report the man to, for the man to, for him to correct your husband. Run away from that person. Heard me? If I say, hey, if, I say, if, you, if, if, if you fool, I'll call your daddy. Says, oh, my daddy. Run away from that man. I'll call your mommy. Oh, my mommy. Run away from that man. I'll call our apostle here of this. Oh, who is apostle? Forget about him. Run away from that man. If he buys you three jets, one for your bridesmaids, one for you, one for going to shopping, Run away from that man. Because he's not what? So the question I'm trying to answer, why must God prove to us that God is righteous? If I say, why are you righteous, right? You you understand it. Righteousness is a gift. Did you do something for it? You cannot do it. You cannot do anything for it. So why must God also be righteous? And I'll give you three points, and I'll be out of here. Point one. God, he doesn't have to. But God placed a standard that he himself, he follows. Point one. Why is God a righteous God? And I'm saying that we can say thank you to God because God is good. But I'm saying that today, you can also say thank you to God because God is righteous. If you go outside for evangelism and you tell someone that, come to Jesus, Jesus is good. And the person says that, oh, this is, a, if you are saying God is a good God, why did this evil thing happen to me? God is good, but God is also righteous. Why is God righteous? Number one, God doesn't have to, but God himself has placed a standard above himself. What is that standard? His word. God has decided righteousness is alignment to a standard. God is a righteous God because God self-imposed a standard that he follows. God what? Self, God self-imposed a standard that he follows. Have you written that? The Bible says in Psalm 138, the verse number 2. Psalm 138, the verse number 2. If you can read for, for us. Psalm 138, the verse number 2. 
138 verse 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name mm -hmm. for your loving kindness and your truth. Mm -hmm. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Amen. Amen. It says that I will worship you. I will thank you. I will praise you. Why am I doing that? Not because you are a good old, but because you, God, you have amplified your word above all your name. And that is why, you see, when God, one man of God says, God doesn't speak much, but God answers much. Because anytime God says something, he has bound himself with his word. Because in the eyes of God, his word has been exalted above his name. So if God is going deviating, if God is going to too much to the left, too much to the right, he just makes a reference to what? His word. What did I say? Are you with me? When God looks at what did I say, what God himself said, that becomes a standard. And by that alignment to that standard, God is a righteous God. God is a righteous God. So God has said, the wages of sin is death. So someone then will come and ask you, if God is a good God, why didn't God just forgive everyone? Because he said with his own words, the wages of sin is what? Death. In the day that you eat this fruit, you shall what? Die. So because he has said it, he is now forced to align to what he said. So man must die. Simple. If righteousness was just about doing good things, God would say, oh, 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 Adam, 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 one shedder. Adam, one shedder. Eve, cry, poor, shedder, can cry, and so. And then God would say, okay, let them be forgiven. But then he said, in the day you eat of this, you will die. So as soon as they ate, God might have wanted to keep them. But then he says, oh, my word has already gone out. So I can't come in. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, he said that God created the heavens and the earth. And he put man in charge of the earth. Some version says that he stays in heaven and the, and the, um, and the earth he has given to the sons of men. God has said it with his mouth that the earth is for man. So when there is something going on in the government, do you think God will step in? No. Because he has given the earth to who? Man. If God comes in at that point in time, he might have done a good thing, but he would have been unrighteous. with me someone say okay so ukraine you say that god is a good god ukraine and russia are fighting why won't god send angels and just capture all the people and save them because he said with his mouth that the earth is for the sons of men so if god steps in he might have done a good thing but god will forever become unrighteous and you cannot trust an unrighteous person that's why i said oh hey you can't forget about romance Choose a man who is righteous. Forget about, oh, she has sheep. Choose a man who is righteous. Because if the person is righteous, you cannot trust the person. All right, me? So why is God righteous? Number one, God has imposed a standard on himself that he would not deviate by or he would not deviate from. All right, me so far. Let me give you an example. In the book of Judges chapter 11, there is a man called Jephthah. 
His brothers forsook him, whatever. And there was a time of war. And then they went and called him. Come and lead us in, an, in a battle for us to win this war. And he says, oh God, only if you would help me win this battle. If you help me win this battle, anything that will come out from the gate first, I will give to you. He said what? Anything that will come out from the gate, I will sacrifice to you. And then he went and the gods and God sponsored him. And he was killing people left, right. He was just brag, 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 brag. And then God gave him the victory. And they were coming with blood, with mud, with fatigue. Some people were screaming with joy in the background. And then when they point, the people in the city heard them cry. They lifted up tambourines, they lifted up flutes, and they were singing, Oh, say ye Israel, oh, say ye Israel. And the daughter stepped out of the gate first. And then he broke down and started crying, Why, oh, why, my daughter? But he says that because I said to God, anything that comes out of the gate, I will give to you. It depicts what God said. Anything, so far as God said it with his mouth, he must do it. So the daughter came. A good thing would have been saying, oh, man, Shedda. A good thing would have said that, oh, she's my only child. God understands. A good thing would have been saying, oh, let there be a substitute. Father, instead of my daughter, let me give you 20 cows. Let me give you 10,000 donkeys. Let me give you this. But he said, because he has what? Said it. So he had to what? Do it. That's the same thing with God. God is righteous because he says what he does. And he only does what he has said. If God, if the God promised you that you will travel... Ah, they must believe that God is a righteous God. It means that from now till eternity, if you change the clock, go back in time, go forward in time, God is bound that he'll make you well. God is bound that he'll make you travel. God is bound that you'll live a prosperous life. God has bound himself. He has changed himself because of what? What he said. I with me so far. If you understand me, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Point number two. Why is God righteous? Because I'm saying that give thanks because God is righteous. Be happy because God is what? Righteous. Point one, God has imposed his word above himself. Point number two, God is righteous because God is not one way. Put that in quote. God is what? Righteous because God is not one way. The actual word I want to use is that God is not lopsided. Do you know what lopsided is? A lopsided car is a car that is out of alignment. Right? So if I put something down and the thing chia a little bit, it's lopsided. God is righteous because God is not lopsided. You see, any tree, if you check the Bible, almost everywhere you see the word righteous, you also see the word upright. What does upright mean? That's what the soldiers do. They are upright. Chest out. Not, you not see a soldier in battle standing like that, akimbo. You not see a soldier in morning whatever drill, and the soldier is you know casually, you know, or he has shocked somewhere like this, or you know whatever. No, upright. God is righteous because he is what. God is righteous because he is what. 
God is righteous because he is what? So someone is saying, oh, so I said God, he's not, he has not shared. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? Now, just like every self-balancing system, you need motion for you to maintain uprightness. Right? So I'm saying that God is not what? Lopsided. Look at what the Bible says. And you see, I'm bringing this in because I said righteousness is not about doing good things. So look at what the Bible says. See, when many of us think about God and I say he's good, oh, okay, yes, God gave a baby. Oh, God gave this uh, marriage. God did this. No. So we think that God is one way. Many people only know the father side of God. They've not experienced the king side of God. They've not experienced the judge side of God. So when you hear someone say, oh, God said to me, because you have done this, like in the case of Moses, God, the good God, said to Moses, because you have done this, you will not enter the promised land. And the Bible says that he went to beg God, and God says, I don't want to hear. The main people read this, hey, which God is this? Hey, so vengeful. This one like Antoine, he doesn't forgive. Because we only know the father side of God. But God is not so lopsided. See to your neighbor, God is not lopsided. Lopsided. Look at what the Bible says. First Samuel chapter 2. The verse number 6 to the verse number 8. First Samuel chapter 2. Read for me. I'll give the last point, then we'll be out of here. First Samuel 2 from verse 6. Yes. The Lord kills and makes alive. Some people have not read this in their Bible before. Hey, the Lord can kill. No. Do you know who is giving this psalm? Who is giving this state statement? Now, in fact, let me, let me give you context. Start from the verse number one. Verse one. Yes. And Hannah prayed and said. Yes, Hannah prayed and said. Mm-hmm. My heart rejoices in the Lord. My heart rejoices in the Lord because he's a righteous God. Mm-hmm. So she's singing out of thanksgiving, not because of what God has done. If you check, in the previous verse, God has answered her prayer. Right? So you would expect that when she went to God for thanksgiving, she would have been thanking God because of what she has received. But the Bible says that she was not excited because of what God has done. Mm. She was excited because of the God she met. An encounter. Yeah. I rejoice in who? In the Lord. In the Lord. Not because he gave me a child. Mm. Oh, I don't know if you are here with me. Many of us, our our thanksgiving is just based on what we have seen. And that's why I spend my time talking about satisfaction. That you must recognize what God has done. Yes, I know I said that. But there is a step beyond that. Where you can thank God. You see, and Apostle was talking about this on Friday. You pray to God for God to bring healing. But you have a testimony without the healing. How many people can say that? Because many of us, our Christianity is shallow and it's just based on transaction. God did this. So, God has not done it. Okay, I'll not go to church. That is how our relationship with God is. Because it's only based on what we have seen and received. But Anna, she received a child after so many years. She didn't thank God for the baby. I mean, of course she did. But she thanked God for the God she met. So she says, I rejoice in the Lord. Oh, are you with me? Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next next line, he says what? My horn is exalted in the Lord. My horn is exalted. I have strength in the Lord, not in the fact that I'm now a mother. 
Mm. I have strength in the Lord, not because I'm now a married person. I have strength in the Lord, not because I have a job, but because I have an encounter with the God I met. And the God I met is a righteous God. Mm. 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 Jump to the verse number. You read, you read it before we go to I the smile at my enemies. I smile at my enemies. Because I rejoice in your salvation. Because I rejoice in your salvation. Move on. No one is holy like the Lord. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides him. For you. there is none besides him. When it comes to God, he can set himself apart and he can decide to be self-sustained and righteous. Continue. Nor is there any rock like our God. And there is no rock like our God. God of Timorada. Mm. Let's move on. Verse 3. Mm-hmm. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. So he's now, he's now addressing her enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Jump to the verse 4. Verse 4. The bowels of the mighty men are broken. Jump to the verse those, 5. Verse 5. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. When it comes to God, those who were full, they are now looking for something to eat. Those who were hungry, they have now been fed and they have ceased from hunger. Says that those who were without children, they are now mothers of seven. And those who had many children... They have become weak. In your mind, you'll be thinking, oh, so God does good things and God does bad things. And then jump to the verse number six. The verse number six says, the Lord Lord kills kills and and the Lord makes alive. God is not lopsided. When God decides that he will have mercy on you, it's not because he's weak. He chose not to strike. Ah, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. When God says that I will do good to you, it's not because he can't do wicked to you. He can. But then out of love, he decides not to. It's not, so, it's not, so you not come to God and God is all rainbow and glitter. When, when we think about God, some of us, that's what we think about. Unicorn with feathers, rainbow, glitter. So when God does something and shakes his mouth, hey, you have been shocked by God. Oh, how many people have been shocked by God? Oh, give me a wave, give me a wave, give me a wave. How many people has God shocked you before? Because you had a lopsided view of God. And this, I'm not talking about what the enemy does. So, see, let, let's be truthful here. Many of us, when we go through certain things, the enemy slap us. Let, let, let me put that one there. But I'm talking about this one there. You didn't deserve the enemy slapping you. And this one, God himself orchestrated the enemy to slap you. Like if I come today and I say that, oh, receive the anointing of Job. See, no one said amen. I, I see what I said. No one said Amen. Receive the anointing of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Receive the anointing of Job. No one will say that. Because our mind of God is that God is Father Christmas. That's what many of us think of God. God sits upon a sleigh and then he just rises upon the cloud. And then sometimes when the gift bag is still full, he will pass by me. So when you are praying to God, remember me, remember me, or pass me not my gentle savior, then you are crying, you are shivering like this because you are saying, Father, don't let the, the blessing finish in the car. Because we have a lopsided view. But God is balanced. So the Bible says that God, the good God, you say that God is good. The Bible says that he can kill. Yes. A is, that, is that the word? He can kill. He, he can ekpa you. And he can make a life. Then he said what? He brings down to the God grave. can bring down. And God can do what? Bring up. Can bring up. So when God is bringing up, it's not because, oh, that is God's default setting. Mm-hmm. Out of love, he decided to bring you up. Go there 
and decide to ignore him, he himself can bring you down. Yeah. Amen. Oh, if you are clapping, clap to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next, next line says what? The Lord makes poor and makes rich. The Lord can make poor and the Lord can make rich. So if he decides to make you rich, it's not because, oh, like, okay, so when you, anytime you meet God, yeah, he just make it, he, said he can decide to take from you. And when he takes from you, he has not done wrong. Ah, you're not hearing me. He has not done wrong. He has not done wrong, but he has decided to take because God is not slanted. God is upright. He is balanced. He is balanced. Remember I talked about don't just like someone who is romantic, but like someone who is righteous. Right? The person who is righteous, that's what I'm seeing now. The person can be lenient and the person can be harsh. The person can praise you and the person should be able to equally criticize you. Are you with me? So when you come to church and you are saying that, oh, your prophet, and says, Jain Kwasi, I say, no, Jai Sarov, no, Jai. Then I say, hey, what man of God is this? This is not the God I know in the Bible. This kind of God, it sounds like he's too hateful and too vengeful. You don't know God. You don't know God. God is what? Upright. He is not lopsided. So when he decides to do things in your eyes, that is good. He can equally do things that in your eyes are bad and he has not made a mistake. He has not made a mistake. He has not what made the words. Heard me. Point number three. So for the lopsided thing, I said like a gyroscope, you must always be moving. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, okay, well, I've, we've talked about I, um, some fair summer, so let's ignore that. But I wanted to give an example. Let me give an example. Do you remember King Solomon's most favorite judgment? His most popular judgment. When he was on the throne. And then two prostitutes came. Now the Bible even doesn't go to the fact why they were prostitutes. But you let's ignore that for today's service. The Bible says that two prostitutes came. They were in the same house. One got pregnant. The second also got pregnant. Then one overlaid the baby and the baby died. Then the one whose baby died exchanged the babies, correct? And then she cried and came to the king. Oh, king, oh, king, oh, king. This my baby. This person wants to take from me. That's the one who is lying. Are you with me? Save me, save me. This girl, she's a wicked person. She said, plenty, plenty. And King Solomon stood, sat down and was pondering. Now, if you had not read that part of the Bible before, what do you think that you would have done? Right now, we have the benefit of hindsight, so we can't even think far. So let me ignore it. Are you with me? But assuming that came to you, see, for a person to be upright, you must be familiar with even strange circumstances. Are you with me? If King Solomon just went to the whatever law that was there, there was no way he would have been able to find something in there. It, it took wisdom from God to realize that ah, this situation is dynamic. So be changing and be moving like this. So even though King Solomon wanted, knows what he wanted to do, he says, kill the baby. Do you think King Solomon wanted to kill the baby? No, but then he was what? In order to maintain balance, there was what? Motion. For God to be upright, there is dynamism 
inside of God. So God will not deal with the same thing the same way. I don't know if you are getting me. I don't know if you are getting me. I don't know if you are getting me. Let me give an example. See, if I'll give an example with my children, right? Assuming one of them does something wrong, right? In the spare of the moment, I can decide, ah, stop that. Bra. <laughs> Then I tell you, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, in another time, they, they can do the same thing. And then I might just watch them and say, oh, don't do that, okay. Or in the same way, then I say, okay, come. See, what you've done, if you do it again, I'll beat you. Three different responses to, let's say, the same thing. Does it mean that I'm unrighteous? I, I, I see what I'm saying. So for God to be upright, that's what he He's not lopsided. It's not that, oh, God is da da da, bra, bra. God is dynamic. I don't know if you are getting me. I don't know if you are getting me. I with me. I with me. If you understand me, lift up your hand with me. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Okay. Now, point three. Why is God? Uh, there's a reason why I gave this example. God is dynamic. And I said, God is not lopsided. Number three. Why is God righteous? Number three, God is dynamic but unchanging. God is what? Dynamic but unchanging. God is what? Dynamic but God is unchanging. Give me Romans chapter 3. I didn't know this part of the Bible's fit, this verse. It fits exactly as I wanted to explain. Romans chapter 3. Let's read from the verse number 21. Romans we'll end 3. at verse 26. And then we are done for today. Romans chapter 3, verse 21. 21. Yes. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Pause. Now, look what it says. Who? It says that the righteousness of God, we are talking about why God is righteous. The righteousness of God is not talking about God being righteous. Who? He's talking about how you can attain the righteousness of God. And in the Old Testament, it was by the law, right? Now, in Exodus chapter 17 or 18, that was when the people of Israel said to God, God, whatever law you bring, we can follow it. They thought in themselves that they were self-calibrating. They can maintain righteousness. When God brought the law, immediately the law was revealed. In fact, before the law was revealed, they had gone against the law, so people had to die. I've been so far. So man, like I'm saying, cannot be righteous because he doesn't have the ability. So the Bible is saying that the righteousness of God, when it only comes to obeying the law, which is not possible, but now there is another way to be righteous. And that is where we get the gifts of God, the, the gifts of righteousness as a gift. Or the nature of righteousness as a gift. So he says that what? But now. But now. The righteousness because of, of Christ Jesus, right? The righteousness of God outside the law. It means I don't need to have obeyed the commandment of Moses for God to call me righteous. Yes. Has been what? Revealed. Yes. Continue. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Being witnessed by the law. Yes. Even the righteousness of God mm -hmm. through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the righteousness that we enjoy now, it is a gift, but we only enjoy it when we believe by faith in Christ Jesus. 
I don't I don't have time to talk about this, but you continue. To all and on all who believe. To all. So far as you believe God, that daddy, I said righteousness is a gift. As soon as you believe God, you are righteous. As soon as you believe God, you are righteous. Aram, are you with me? As soon as you believe that God says you are righteous, you are righteous. Did you go last night and go and smoke? I believe God today that I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Yes, sir. For, forget about what happened. In fact, tomorrow, will I go and smoke again? Yes. Uh, let's say yes. But uh, am I righteous? I believe God, I'm, I'm righteous. Would God be angry with me that I did it again? Yes. And then he will allow you to what? Adjust. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Continue. For there is no difference. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When it comes to just man, you have sinned and you are falling short. It means you cannot. The glory of God is a result of your righteousness. But let's, let's not forget. Let's not go there. Jump. To the, continue. Please. 24. Yes. Being justified freely by his grace mm-hmm. through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So it means that for us to be free from our sin, I say that whatever God says, God must do. God said that for man, because you sinned, you must die. For us to now get righteousness, he says you must just believe. And he says that that forgiveness or justification is by Christ Jesus. But look at what the verse 25 says. If your Bible is yours, open it. Go to verse 25. It says what? Whom God sets forth. Whom God set forth. Jesus Christ, God put aside and did what? As a propitiation by as his blood. As a propitiation. That means that he was a token. But you continue to explain that. Mm-hmm. Through faith. Through faith. To demonstrate his righteousness. To demonstrate his righteousness. The Bible is saying that because of what God must do for man, because man sinned, when God took Jesus Christ, God had to do the exact same thing to Jesus because he is righteous. Then you ask yourself, what did God do to Jesus? God allowed Jesus to suffer a horrible death. Yes. Then someone will say, hey, you are saying God is good. Look at what he even did to his own son. And he claims he's his only begotten son. And he maltreated him like this. God didn't do a good thing, but he did a righteous thing. God didn't do a good thing, but he did a righteous thing because of what he had said. You continue. Then I'll give my, my, my closing remarks. Then Reverend Selassie will help us summarize. Just one, the chat GPT AI. Summarize. <laughs> Continue. To demonstrate his righteousness. To demonstrate God's righteousness. So God doesn't need to prove anything to you. But one of the clear evidence that you have that God is a righteous God, you can look at the evidence of what God did to his own son. son. He could have chosen to do a good thing, but he decided to do a righteous thing. What was the righteous thing? He, he said he's coming to be a substitute for your sin. Man was about to die. So even if my own son says that he's taking the place. I can't say, oh, but he's my child. He also killed his own son. When God, when man said, God turned his back, when Jesus carried the whole burden of sin upon his head, God did the same thing to Jesus. And Jesus cried out. He could have chosen to do a good thing, but he did the righteous thing. You want to prove that God is good. And people ask you, so what if God is good? Why did something? God is also righteous. Righteousness is about, it's not about doing good or evil. It's about doing the standard. What the standard is saying. That person who is righteous, you can trust him. That person who is righteous, you can trust that person. 
you can trust that person. Let's rise up on our feet. I'm going to give the last few points because of what you ended with. This one is just a note on forgiveness. Now, to explain what Romans chapter 3 is saying, let me just give you a few points. In the realms of the spirits, right, when you offend a spirit, when you offend a spirit, a spirit will not forgive you. If you, are, if, you, if you can write, you can write this one. Just give me five points on forgiveness. In the realms of the spirit, when you offend a spirit, the spirit will not forgive you. Are you with me so far? Are you with me? Have you written it down? Point two. In the realms of the spirit, right? As soon as, if you, if you offend the spirit, the, the spirit will not forgive you. So it means that the spirit must punish you. I think so far. Now, now, there is no forgiveness, but there is what? You can postpone the punishment. That's point two. Right? In the realm of the spirit, when you offend the spirit, the spirit will not forgive you. Point two, if you don't want the punishment to happen, you can postpone the punishment. I with me so far. And that is what we're doing with the, all of the blood sacrifices. Are you with me? So every year, the Bible will say that the people will go with, a high, with, with, with an offering and then they'll share the blood. Now, that postponement, what the blood did is that the blood covered the offense, but the spirit was still angry. Anytime the blood faded off, then the judgment would come. Are you me? So number one, in the realm of the spirit, a spirit does not forgive. Point two, in the realm of the spirit, you can postpone a punishment by covering the offense. It doesn't mean that the offense has been removed. It has been covered. Are you with me? Point three. When you cover the offense, you appease the spirit. Right? But it doesn't mean that the judgment has been taken away or you have been forgiven. It means that they just said, Adjubre. Right? Calm down. That's all. Point four. For punishment to occur, right, when you offend the spirit, you, the offender, or a substitute, must pay the price. Are you with me? You, the offender, or a substitute, must pay the price. Are you with me so far? And then point five. The punishment that the offender or the substitute would receive should be equal to the offense that they gave or to the offense that they did. Have you written the five points down? Now, let me explain Romans chapter 3 again. The Bible says that man sinned. God is a spirit, right? We know God as Father Christmas, but God is a spirit. So naturally, in the realm of the spirit, God cannot forgive so someone, you go to evangelism and someone will say, you say that God is a good God and come to Jesus. God will forgive all your sins and God will accept you. Then they'll ask you, why hasn't God forgiven Lucifer? Oh, have you heard that question before? Why haven't God forgiven Lucifer? Why didn't God forgive Adam and Eve in the garden? Because in the realms of the spirit, spirits don't forgive. 
So in the realm of the, in the I said that if you don't receive judgment, the judgment can be postponed. Right? So right there in the garden, what happened? God killed a lamb. There was the shedding of blood. So their judgment was postponed. Someone will ask you, God said that in the day you eat of the fruit, you will die. Why didn't Adam and Eve fall down and die? God killed an animal. And the blood was shed. I with me. Point, point, what was the next point I said? Point three. Yeah, okay, give me four. Yeah, so give me, what's point four? Point four is that for punishment to occur, you, the offender, or such You, the offender, the or the statue. So Adam and Eve ate. They were supposed to die. Who died? The lamb that God killed. Right? And throughout the Old Testament, every year there is a sacrifice because the, the blood of the lamb only lasted for 12 months. So in the verse 5, I said that the punishment should be the same as what? The offense. So anytime they brought a lamb, it was not worthy because it's a man that must die. And that is why when you trace the righteousness of God, God already said all of this. So God must find a way to forgive man. Forgiveness is not a normal spiritual thing. For forgiveness to occur, God had to, because of his righteousness, merge judgment and then mercy. If a man is not righteous, you are not balanced, you cannot merge judgment and mercy. I don't have time to talk about that. That is why God is a good God. Because he was only able, he still punished man in full. He punished man in what? Full. Jesus didn't receive half. Or Jesus didn't receive double portion. What Jesus received was the full punishment upon every man from Adam till Jesus will come. So it was a huge sacrifice. And God must punish him accordingly. Accordingly. Because it was the sin of every man. All of these men had to die. So Jesus in himself, that's why when he died, he took three days for him to resurrect. Even though he was the life. Assuming it was just one man. Jesus was dying for his own sin. Oh, they killed him like this. No, he'll be up. He says, okay, I'm back. <laughs> but it was from the past, the present, to the future, all of man. So God punished him in full. And he was still standing. And because of his righteousness, because he has dealt with sin, God can treat you as if you never sinned before. Because he has dealt with it. He has dealt with it. In the realms of the spirit, forgiveness is not there. If you like, go and ask any of your ancestors that promise that every year they will give this idol in your family house a good. Now you think that, oh, you are the grandchild. So you go to school. You speak Harvard English. Oh, I don't believe in the things about the, you know, altars and sacrifices. You'll still be seeing things chasing your dream because they don't forgive and they don't forget. God implemented forgiveness because of the love he had for man. That is why God cannot forgive Lucifer. Do you know there are some people who are there and then they challenge Christians? Oh, if God is a good God, why hasn't he forgiven Lucifer? Have you heard that before? Have you heard that before? How will you answer them? Right now, you have an answer for them. Because spirits don't forgive. So why has God decided to forgive you? Because God made judgment and mercy. So he created a way that he can relate to you by love. And if there's not something for you to thank God for, what else? Car. Ah. 
Say mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Say mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mm. When you wake up in the morning tomorrow, it's not because, oh, God says, oh, I'm the bread of life. I came to church and I ate communion. So, God, I expect God to wake me up. No. He can decide not to wake you up. But if he decides to wake you up because of something, because of something, because of something, everybody can be going through something and then you, you just escape. It's not because, oh, God didn't see you or, oh, yeah, this, or whatever. It's just out of mercy. Someone say glory to God. Glory to God. You are a righteous God. Mm. You are a righteous God. Mm. And I'm thankful, Lord. And I'm thankful. The Bible Lord. says, let Israel rejoice in their king. And Father, today, oh, say with me. And Father, today, and Father, today, I rejoice in my king. I rejoice in my you king. You are a righteous king. You are righteous. You are not king. just a good God. You are not just a good you God. You are not just a good king. Just you are a righteous king. You are righteous and king. I rejoice in you. And I rejoice in you. Before you. Before you. Everything is balanced. Everything is balanced. Before you. Before you. Everything is prepared. Everything is prepared. And Father, I rejoice in you. And Father, I rejoice. And I'm thankful, Lord. And I'm thankful, Lord. This year. This year. No matter how things turn out. No matter how things turn I out. I know. I know. That in addition. That in addition. To being a good God. To being a good you God. You are a righteous 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 God. And everything that has happened. And everything that has happened. According to your word. According to your word. In Romans chapter 8. In Romans because eight. I love you because I and, love I'm you. and I'm called according, according to, your purpose. to your purpose everything that happened everything that happened, happened because you are righteous happened, because you happened are righteous. for my sake happened for my, happened sake. For my advancement happened for my advancement. All, things all things are busily, are busily working, working for, my progress for my progress in the name of Jesus the name of give Jesus. the Lord a shout and clap your hands together Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we are done, but I don't know if Reverend Lassie can do a summary. This one, there two two sentence summary. <laughs> two sentence, just three sentence summary. Then we are done. Uh, you know, you three sentence summary. Okay. Yes. And since now so for we are working with Brenin Yinano, the fact that we are back home in Upe, so for actually, I am here to say, we training ni sentino eyema me enewo if we say ni pa ontene no oye ni ama senior ope but ni ni no eyene ni ama because of emra a ewo ho anani jina pe anani susudue a owo enti se abrabo mumpo na obefa nyonko a enka fa nyonko a otene obeware a anka ware oba otene if we say near or teneno or yen idea, a woman so. And no, my idea, I say, a woman say, Uncle Point, it's leaning, and no chess on ya na. If we say it's to say nipple, it's to say near Missy. No, I'll chess say, a cassette will be a cleaning, and in chess any panny any papony, and I say nipa papa. Sebby or ten buoni in a back or yadia, or no so umrana any dibunating. And no trace and a banner or no den a bag or two fias and on yana. Oh, yeah, if we say, and rana a dear to honor, and no, no, dear day, a juma, senior estier. And to so far, my etia, I say, young coupon, aye. 
Na nyama miense bi na echre. Se nyankopon e echre ni. Ni edikain. And a son young coupon ammanasem so a bruni dean so. In Tinian young coupon aka a found who be yano obey. If we say a no amman young coupon at a train, and no offer pumps and near making be ya may. In Tinian coupon and Taika Sabibri. If we send ye all a canoe, it was a year day a bim. He is not lopsided, he's upright. Natosumia, no, no. If we say, Inti mema ususu ye enchre o se nyangu ponye faku inti oye ni niama ekwamba akopeso. If we say if we say nyangu pon e ahudro bebrei nisu e ahudro bebrei nansu oye nyami a onsesa. Hallelujah onsesa. Eno so eche se nyami e yetini ni ni nanka debi a ubi obesi sana jing afa bibi huwa oye ni ope. Na a son said, On Santino, a train young coupon, a train, eh? Now, so for a car, Eddie Chart, who are say, Whom, my femuno, and Yaman num enesie, Whom, mono, sir, oh, whom, whom be a on fanche. A son said, On fanchentino, near why be obitia hunka. Name, Mumma Ketiano, it to me to shedder. Na bibi na obeye amane to asheda. Sese Garden of Eden ni Adam ni Eve efum nyankopon no. Nyankopon ku aboa ewo ho edi moja no epata bone no moye no wanfa nche eye mpata ye. Enu ntinu yetu sheda. Yetu sheda epem se Jesus. Eba ye ebe wudiji ni padaseni. Ni ato so nine I'm coming. Yeah. Near Tosso nine, I say, In Patayana, or the Bepatanian Copono, and now whom could now form no, and was set a name from Swano, a epe. In Tinyankupon, by my day, and more a pamda than the moon, a patabone, Nan Suna, and no, a name from Swano, and yepe, and Nuncin and my uncle, and then who, and I'm the badgie says, so a bewood the chair won't quite. In Tisofo, I come, I tell you, I say. And no, any a fap in me, a GDS, Sir Christopher. In this, I also ran upon a yell, send your uncle Pon, and yes, she ma or na. I was so okay, send your uncle Pon. Anka, I won't quite say, Obecum. If we saw a car, I said, Nia, obey a bonino. But in a ketia, a you woo. In the wound, the never sent can nipple. Nancy, uncle Pon, and man, a baby woo, sir, woo, no, Eddie Jimenewo. In Tinamu away, or to me, and your pay. Into two sorry and a pine, yes, I be now. Why, and a young coupon at the own quan achel. Name mum, young coupon at the atemu, and you who mobro, a carbon, and a way who mobble, and it's not to me sorry. And also put chance together and celebrate the woman of God. Amen. Have you been blessed today? Have you been blessed today? Today, I, I, I decided to 
teach, but maybe next time I'll just, I'll just preach so that we'll flow together. But, but I, hope you, I, hope you, I hope you understand me. Right? Yes, I hope you understand me. See, I don't want you to go around in town thinking like you are disadvantaged. Yes. It, it might not be, in, in your eyes, it might not be good though. But God is righteous. God is righteous. Hallelujah. When you meet someone and someone gives an example, oh, this year, this was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. Yes, God is good. I know God is good, but mommy, God is righteous. It didn't go as you expected, but it was righteous. It was righteous. God didn't make a mistake. God is not about to start making a mistake with you. I mean, after all, who are you? I mean, you're someone, though, but who are you? Who, who, who am I? Who am I? That God will now start making mistakes with me. No. I will not be the first, and I will not be the last. Because God is what? Righteous. Say to your neighbor, God is righteous. 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 Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.